This is Psalms to God, Season 1, Episode 40, Most Athletic. You can find the show notes for this episode at www.psalmstogod.com slash athletic. The angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, It is true that you are unable to conceive and have no children, but you will conceive and give birth to a son. Now please be careful not to drink wine or beer or to eat anything unclean, for indeed you will conceive and give birth to a son. You must never cut his hair, because the boy will be a Nazarite to God from birth, and he will begin to save Israel from the power of the Philistines. Judges chapter 13 verses 3 through 5 CSB Welcome back to the Psalms to God podcast. Today we are talking about a high school yearbook superlative. In fact, it's one of the most popular high school yearbook superlatives. I've never seen a high school yearbook without this particular superlative, and that is most athletic. Now, when you think about the Bible and you think about athleticism, you don't really think about this in the same context because the Bible doesn't really talk about sports. Um, we don't really see like a sports competition. It's not like, oh, then they sat down and watched Sunday football. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of a disconnect. But even from the moment that this superlative popped into my head, which was very, very, very early in the planning of this series, um, I knew exactly who fit this bill. And I think you probably already know who fits this bill, too. But I was having trouble formulating the actual episode. I didn't really know what it was that I was supposed to talk about, how this related to us today, why I should talk about it, what I was supposed to say about this particular person that hadn't already been said. And I was kind of just sitting on the episode like, well, Lord will tell me, you know, he will tell me when to use this episode and what to say about this person. And so I usually pray over my episodes. I pray before I record the episode and I just wait for God to tell me what it is that he has to say about the person or about the topic. And in the past couple of weeks, um, there were some statements made, some conversations had that really started to shape this episode. And although we're going to be talking about the most athletic and you're going to see a lot of parallels between athletes today and this person, um, the real foundation of what I think I want to talk about is this vulnerability that happens, particularly with men, that doesn't necessarily get, you know, any light shed on it. And so before we really dive into the episode, I wanted to share um, some of the inspiration and some of what I was thinking about as I went back and read the story on this particular person to help you see 
how we get from point A to point B and how this perception or knowing this information changed my perception of this person. So a couple of weeks ago in the group chat that I'm part of, someone posted a image. This image is actually pretty old, um, but it was talking about this man named Brian Banks. Brian Banks is a former NFL player who was falsely accused of rape. He spent considerable amount of time in jail um, for something he did not do. And basically, um, this woman accused him of rape. He went to jail and he had to serve time until it came out that it was a false accusation. And that is unfortunately something that happens. And a lot of times it happens to athletes, um, mainly because they have money and people want money. But also it happens to other men. Um, I actually went to school with a young man who was falsely accused of rape while we were in college. Um, Basically, you know, he told a bunch of his buddies that he had slept with her. And um, from what I understand, there was uh, evidence. There was some pictures that had been taken or videos. I'm not sure. And he showed them to somebody and it got out. And she felt a way about people knowing that she had been in that position. And instead of just, you know, owning up to what she had been up to, she decided to say that he raped her. And so from there, the consequences were extremely severe for him because he was in school on a military scholarship. So, of course, the military took away the scholarship um, and, you know, the military has their own set of rules and, and things that they impose on people who have done stuff like this because it is serious. So he had to deal with all of those ramifications. The school sent an email out to the entire student body with his picture saying that he was a rapist and that he was banned from campus. He couldn't come to class. He missed like an entire semester of school over this. And it turns out that she was lying. Of course we already knew that she was lying because we knew him and yeah and of course some people had seen this 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 evidence um and saw that she was a willing participant in the activities um but you know it took a while for him to sort these things out to be allowed back on campus to be reinstated um into you know the military branch that he was in to get his scholarships back to, to take these classes that he had missed. Um, mind you, um, some certain classes are only offered one semester, so you've missed that semester. Now you have to wait a whole year before you can make that class up. And what's worse is the school never sent out an apology email. They never sent out a new email that said, hey, this guy that we sent you a picture of three months ago, that was a false alarm. He's not a rapist, blah, blah, blah. And, you know... An accusation like that can ruin someone's life. You know, I've talked a lot about what happens when someone actually is raped, but I haven't yet talked about what happens when you falsely accuse somebody of rape. It's a a big deal. Both things are bad and they, yeah, you guys know, like you should not be falsely accusing people of rape, but After reading this, you know, we were having conversations about, you know, the things that men have to deal with 
of being falsely accused and what can happen and you know just kind of that whole path so with that in mind when i went back to read about samson yes guys we're talking about samson today when i went back and read the story of samson i saw him in a very very different light now we know samson wasn't accused of rape but samson has so many commonalities with athletes today and what they go through that this entire thing kind of flooded in together and i had a newfound um compassion for samson i think that's how i should put it so when you read the story of samson his mother was having trouble conceiving um it starts in judges 13 by the way if you want to follow along and um she was visited by an angel the angel basically told her that her son would take a nazarite vow and that he would be a savior of israel he was going to save israel from the philistines so from the time samson was in the womb there was no uncleanness there was no wine there was no um alcoholic beverages and then he was never shaven and all of these were part of the nazarite vow and um samson's actually one of the very few examples we see of someone being a nazarite and this granted him this great immeasurable strength and we know that Samson had to have been athletic because, like I said, he had this immense strength. He was able to kill hundreds, thousands of people at, by himself. Um, he was agile. He had to have been agile. If you have these people coming at you and you're able to dodge them and to kill them and all of these things, he had to have been fast. All of these things are qualities that you would see in a top-notch athlete. You can imagine that Samson would have been a model athlete in our society today. And like that, Samson had women problems. No shade to the athletes out there listening. I love y'all. I'm sure you're a wonderful person. Um, but when we talk in generalities and um, you know perceptions, we do see a lot of athletes that have trouble with women, particularly, you know, obviously male athletes. Um, we, we talked about this young man, Brian um, Banks, who was falsely accused of rape. There was the whole thing with the Duke lacrosse team. I can't remember if that ended up being a false allegation or not, um, but I know there was a big scandal with that. You know, we don't typically think of athletic guys as being the most trustworthy. I mean, obviously you have the scandals like, you know, uh, Tiger Woods. Um, I think Kobe cheated on his wife. Like we we see a lot of a lot of cheating going on with our professional athletes. Um, the athletes in college and high school they kind of are known to just get around, and you know you're kind of like eh. And that's kind of how Samson is portrayed as well. You know, Samson had his his thing for women, and you know he went after the wrong women. And when you read it. At, you know, just you skim the surface of the story and you let people tell you the story, you kind of come off thinking like, Samson, you wasn't listening to God. You was out here messing with the wrong women. That's why you got in the situation you got in. And it's easy to kind of point fingers and feel like Samson was just dumb, that he brought this upon himself. And in a way he did. However, 
there's another side that I saw after these conversations and rereading the story where I saw the vulnerability of Samson. The thing is, many times, particularly in our society today, um, men are not encouraged to be vulnerable or to share um, their innermost thoughts and, and things like that. But that doesn't mean that they don't have a desire to do so. And so when you see um, these guys that are just out here with every single woman and, and all these other things, a lot of times they're looking for something. They might not know what they're looking for, but they're looking for something. And when we see that Samson fall in love with Delilah, if you read in Judges 16, it says that he was in love with her. Um, it wasn't just like, oh, she's pretty. I want to look at her. This is going to be my trophy wife. Samson actually felt like he was in love with her. She was just not the right woman for him to be in love with. And the reason he told her all of these things is because he was in love with her and she played him. She played on the fact that he was claiming to love her, that he, that he said he loved her. And he's like, she used the, if you really love me, you'll tell me this. And he told her. And that was a moment of absolute vulnerability. He is sharing his soul with this person that he trusts. Why he trusts her, I don't know. But I see how he ended up in that situation. Samson was looking for somebody to love him. He was looking for a connection. And he was trying to create that connection with Delilah. But she betrayed him. And it's heartbreaking to read after that that in the midst of that, when he is captured, you know, they gouge out his eyes. This is permanent damage. We're not talking about, oh, we beat you up and threw you in jail. Like, they gouged out his eyes. That is immense. Like, can you imagine the pain? But also, that is permanent. Like, you can't see. That's a whole, that's a life-changing event. Your life will never be the same after that. Just like... This young man's life was never the same after he was accused of rape. And it changed how I looked at the story. I started to feel more compassion for Samson because even though he did, he went about things the wrong way, he could have had a stronger relationship with God. And yeah, if he had been doing the right things, then he might not have ended up in that situation. But we have all fallen short of the glory of God. And we all do things that are stupid. And, you know, when you see how he ended up in this situation and you see that vulnerability, it just changes the whole image. And it's kind of like you see this big, strong, powerful man and all he wants is somebody to love him. All he wants is somebody that he can bear his soul to and trust and, and you know, be happy with. And... In Samson's case, that's not what he got. And I think that there is a lesson there for both men and women. Obviously, for men, you know, it's the same old story they always share when they talk about Samson. Be careful who you fall in love with. Be careful who you trust. Be careful who you let in your inner circle um, and things like that. But as women, I think there's definitely a moral to this story of, one, just like this woman should not have falsely accused this man of rape, 
Delilah should not have been, you know, using Samson to get information for the Philistines. Shouldn't be a gold digger. All of these things that you, you, you know, you already know. Um, you know, but also remembering that you are supposed to be that person that this strong man can come to and be vulnerable. In our society, it's important to allow that because most men are not given that avenue or that place to vent their feelings or to share that side of them. They need that person that can listen to them and be there for them and um, that they can be vulnerable and let their guard down around. But there has to be trust there. You have to be a trustworthy person. We have to be able to receive that information about our spouse, about our loved one. And we have to be able to comfort them and make them feel secure and obviously not betray them. And so I thought that it was a very powerful story once I went back and read it and tried to see it from Samson's point of view and not just from those of us looking in, from Delilah's point of view, from the general point of view that the church teaches um, when we just say, you know, oh, Samson, he was he was a ladies man and he messed up and, you know, he fell for the trap. But I think it's important for us to look at his vulnerability. It's important for us to look at how he ended up in that situation, why he ended up in that situation. And it's important for us to remember that this same kind of pattern, the same behavior is happening every day in our society. And like I said, it really does parallel what we see when we look at a lot of our top athletes that, you know, the wrong women get in there and wreak havoc and we see that a lot of times men are just reaching out they're just looking for that place of stability that place of security where they can be vulnerable and so I just want you guys to think about that as you speak to the men in your life um, and for the men out there I want to warn you about them girls that you ain't got no business being with you know you know take them to your mama first or your sister let them get you know, let them give you the okay or the nay, because uh, a lot of times they can pick up on those vibes before you can. Um, but thank you guys for listening in. I hope that, you know, you will take this compassion into your everyday life, your everyday conversations, and uh, leave me a message if you have something to add. Don't forget to subscribe. You can follow me on Instagram, Cherie.Hughes. See you guys next time.